This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Welcome to episode 150. <laughs> I'm the scat after your, man. <laughs> after your vaguely Zoidbergian <laughs> clicking. Yeah. Well, no, dude. I can't do a Zoidberg at all. I'm not even going to try. Welcome to 150. 150 horrible episodes of the Hooniverse podcast. This has been my life for the last X number of years. Uh, what have we been doing this? Like three years now? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think we're coming up on like four and a half with TST. So yeah, this is going to be Yeah, so then we're right there. And this that's the voice of your very tired host, Mr. Jeff Glucker. That's your uh, haircut right now looks like a young, ambitious German politician. It's windblown. Um, and also, if I put a hat on, I look like little Nicky because he always had the fucking stupid hair that's hanging true. out. Um, I match my Bitmoji, and anybody who has a Bitmoji will know what I'm talking about, or has a wife will understand Bitmojis. Otherwise, Bitmojis. I, I, I keep <laughs> hearing it, but thing. I can't find a way to give a shit. Don't, please don't. Oh, I know what they are. I hate them. Yeah, they're like. Yeah. And the only person that sent it to me was a girl, right? Well, only one, and only one girl. Thank God. But my wife and I send them back and forth to each other. So, such is life. As a married man in 2016. And this is a car podcast. That's Chris Hayes. And we're joined by Zach Clapman this evening. Hey, it, Zach. This, this is the sound of my voice. This is the sound of my voice, Michael Kane. Uh, <laughs> well, it's fitting that you're here because you were you Master were around Bruce. for probably the first ep- 50 pretty consistently. Yeah. I guess I was. Yeah. Someone brought up... Uh, uh, I was at an event today, and Mark Vaughn from Auto Week was there. He's like, I was on the Hooniverse podcast once. I'm like, that's right. Blake did an episode from Detroit with all the Auto Week people. Yeah. He's like, that'll be the one thing on my tombstone. Not like what I did. It's just like on Hooniverse podcast once. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't. I came from an event, and I, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just dive into that. So I don't really have the normal rundown going on. And um, so I was at an event for Clarion today. Clarion. They do their Clarion Builds program. Great um, mascara company. Great. <laughs> maybe it's Clarion. Um, That's maybe. I know yeah. it is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you got to experience their 2002. Or right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Did you drive it at all? Nope. Oh, okay. It, it was pretty sweet. Filmed it. It's pretty. It's, uh, it was beautiful. The craftsmanship was perfect. I thought basically. the way they that they uh, some people didn't like the fact that they stuck their audio system in there. I mean, it's their fucking that's, that's what they part do. of it. And I think they, they did, did a it. really good job. The, the, the interface was like the smallest thing you, right. know, you could possibly and the have. The kick panels blended into totally. the bottom. I mean, in the trunk, who cares? The trunk's the trunk, whatever. And, and but you could still use it because it was plexied over. Use it. It's all plenty of room. The other and, thing that you can do, you can always just leave the original factory radio in there and just hide everything else. Because I've been looking yeah. at, I've been looking at like. Absolutely, because I'm just so fucking tired of the shitty fucking electronics in the Fiesta. Um, I, it's such a shitbox. I hate that fucking setup from Ford. <laughs> anyway, um, they've got amps now that are just they've got just take Bluetooth. You don't need a headset at all wow, or a head yeah. unit at all. And they come with a little remote that you run up to the front, and that's got the, that's got a microphone built in it. So it's the full speakerphone and everything just run through the amp. Interesting. Yeah, Clarion had. Uh, I mean, they're this my is, fidelity on my calls is just unbelievable. High fidelity, <laughs> dude. I was on my good. way here and I hang up on a call, and Ford Sync refuses to hang up Boo-doo. the phone. 
Boo-doo. No. I kept Boo-doo. hanging hang up, and it goes, nope. It was nope. programmed by your mother. Yeah. I am not done yet, Mr. <laughs> Hayes. Yeah. Uh, so that the 2002 was great. They they made 125000 at auction for that car. They auctioned off at Amelia Island. It was a charity car, so there's a little skew there. But, I mean, it, you can't complain about that, messing with the market. Charity cars shouldn't affect a market for a given car anyway. No. Uh, but no. all the money, all the proceeds went to charity, so that's great. Um, and whoever bought it, you're getting a great car. But their new car, their second car in the Clarion Builds program is – is what was a ratty old NSX. It had like it had like two hundred forty thousand miles on it. It was someone's daily driver. Uh, they've totally rebuilt it, just like they did to that BMW. And today they had people. We got to ride along out at Willow on Horse Thief Mile with their sponsored driver, Chris Forsberg from Formula Drift. Uh, Chris is a cool guy. Hopefully, one of these days we'll get him on the podcast. Uh, we weren't really drifting the NSX. But we're just going for a quick ride, and you get to check the car out. And uh, we I am going to get to spend time with the car to do a more in-depth video. But the thing was pretty fucking bitching. If you go on Clarion's Instagram page, uh, or if you go on mine, Hooniverse Jeff, it's the current picture on there. They got this really cool blue paint for the car with some, like, satin-finished gold raised wheels. Big stop tech brakes. They did, you know, Clarion stuff on the inside again, but again, very smartly done, but a little bit more modern to fit the NSX because it's more modern than the other car. They hid a full um, radar detector package in it, like hard mounted, nice. hidden. There's a 360 degree camera in the car, much like you would get in like a new Infinity, you know, because mm-hmm. they do the under mirror uh, um, cameras. Right. Um, there's uh, this other trick thing that I love is if you pull back the passenger side uh, carpet, there's these metal bars going across, and right behind that is one of the subs. So like mm. your feet won't go into it, but it's oh, mounted right. right there underneath the carpet. It was, was kind of cool. And then that's where you can, your passenger could brace their feet if you're yeah. driving quick. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Like rally yeah. car style. And, then, and also it probably like pumps up the skirt. Cause, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the obvious, yeah, the obvious <laughs> vibrator. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the car was cool. The car looks good, and you know we'll get our hands on it. But it's just spending a day out at Willow can be tough. That is not a nice area, and the weather like it wasn't too hot. It's Mars. It, it was like seventy-two degrees, which is great for out there. But the wind. And now I'm windblown. And because I wasn't hot, I didn't think I needed sunscreen. But I'm definitely fucking sunburned. And I'm tired. And the drive sucks. So it's I in got, the middle of fucking nowhere for people that don't realize. How long does it take you to drive the there? Two and a half from Huntington Beach. Yeah. It took me. I got here fucking quick, though. You can get from the office. You can get there quick. Yeah. It's, Hour it's, 15. Not, it's 90 miles. And it's pretty dead straight for most of it. And it's a pretty high-speed highway, which is 75-mile-an-hour nice. speed limit, 70. I think. 70 uh, on the 14. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this. I was talking about this with somebody else. Um, just Southern California, L.A. and Orange County, we really need a, a track or two because it's such a, a culture that loves cars. But to get to a good racetrack, you have to drive so fucking well, far. Well, Fontana. It's not far. To drive to a good racetrack, you have to get so far. Like that's that's a big NASCAR facility. But if someone did – like if you could scale up Adams and have it at El Toro. You know, something like that, like a real track, That's like true. a willow. Like Fontana's good if you if you're doing the right thing. Like if it happens to be the roval, because the infield course is is just that. It's like an afterthought mm-hmm. to a speedway. So, well, the tricky thing with racetracks, though, I mean, California used to be known for its drag strips, and there really are none real to speak of left. I mean. You still have Pomona, but that's it, though. Yeah, but I mean, for the you, big stuff, you couldn't yeah. throw a rock without hitting one fifty years ago. I know. Um, it's just it comes racetracks down to, too, though. 
I yeah. Mean, well, I mean, it's it's just the the unfortunate thing is is real estate so bloody expensive here. Nobody can justify building a track when right. you can put true. when you could put condos on there and make a billion dollars in sales. Right. El Toro we, could be. Sorry. Go ahead. We we did a video about this uh, for Drive that was just like Cal- why is California the center of car culture basically for the world? And people might get mad at me for saying that, but it's like oh no, it is. I agree. But, I mean, you have Pas- Pasadena School of Design. There's like, a reason all the cars are designed here. Yeah. I mean, and most of the you know a lot here. of designers come out of that place. They have a lot of design centers here, a lot of testing, a lot of engineers. Da da da. But um, and famous we, GM design evolved from Harley Earl, who's from California. That's true. And, well, we, we are – I mean, it, yeah, it, I guess maybe we're spoiled because yeah, we have to drive to a track. But within a two-hour circle, you can go to Thermal, Chuckwalla, uh, Willow Springs, which has three tracks on it, Fontana if you want to, and there's the roads. And you can – I mean, Adams doesn't really count. But, like, you have access to four – Proper road courses or proper track areas. Willow itself has three different road courses on it that you can. But drive I don't on. want to drive that far. I don't either. Imagine, I mean, the day when you don't have to worry about working, and you could just, you know, and you could just set up a house, and you're okay living in the middle of nowhere. Just set up a house out in the desert there, which would be great for California because that land's actually still cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't, set up a I don't, place there and be able to go wherever. But that's not California. It's, See, like living yeah, where I we agree. live is California. So if yep. we had – if if someone with enough fuck you money, which would cost a, lo- a lot of money because El Toro is earmarked for like three um, golf courses and, and condos. And that's what eventually it will be someday. Yeah. Someday when somebody has enough money to develop it because the land's too expensive not to. But if – I mean that is so ripe for the, a premier Southern California – you know, coastal racetrack. Well, bummer. I mean, is the the Carson Carson based Porsche facility that's getting built? I've thought yeah. about that one, but I, I they're not going to probably have open up. track days now. I mean, and if they did, it'd be brilliant. It would be brilliant. But also, I mean, if I don't know if you've been to the Atlanta facility, uh, I have once, but it's a pretty narrow track because it's not yeah, meant to be a road course. It's meant to be like test experience this car yeah. and buy it. Have right. you seen the Have you seen the layout for the track? No, it, it's pretty small. Yeah. I mean, but it's in it's in Carson, right off of the four hundred five freeway. So it's not like they had a ton of land to work and it, with. I mean, it's also like a width thing. Like if you look at Chris Harris's three RS, uh, it's a girth thing. Uh, thing in Germany, like their test track there is pretty narrow. The test track yeah. in because right, is pretty it's narrow. Not a race track, it's a test. Track. It's like feel how good it hugs the curves, and you know what? I don't know why. Here, British. yes, even though you're very inexperienced, feel how lovely this GT three RS feels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy this Macan as it leans over in the corners. Um, Why your wife leans over? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, we. I thought of uh, when I was having that conversation. I actually thought of the, the Porsche Experience Center or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. And it would be cool if they. I have believe that's exactly what it's things. called. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think they don't want someone crashing their Civic into Turn One at the Porsche Experience. Exactly. Center. You know, maybe uh, they'll have Porsche. I mean, they'd be smart. To have Porsche club events there of because course. then they can sell more cars. It's, it's, right. it's becoming a weird little nook of automotive stuff because uh, there's a couple other companies that are over there. And then Mountain just set up their new facilities there. And then Porsche is going to be basically just down the street. So that would be kind of cool if that becomes a little automotive. You know, little, I mean it's cool. It's expanding. Again, yeah. like California is – especially Southern California like really is the hub of auto- automobiles so many for the planet. If you look companies. at per capita tuning companies, design centers – School, schools, engineering stuff. Like, it's all pretty rad. Just And just general culture. Yeah. And it's funny, too, for such a strong 
automotive culture. The people here drive like absolute dog shit. Uh, I hate driving in Southern California. And, it, and people love their cars here. They also get offended if you try to pass them. They think the left lane is the texting lane. Uh, it's very self self absorbed. So it's I mean it's a mirror. On I'm going to say lane. that the left lane thing is a national problem. I just I drove down from Napa on Sunday, and the whole way I was passing in the right, well, and I was not, not really the only national. one. That's still California. No, I know that, but I'm saying like <laughs> that's that's not Southern California. That's way out. And we've I mean if you've been anywhere else, like I, I think people just have this idea like they get in the left lane and they might be going a little over the speed limit. And they're like, I am speeding, right? And I'm, but I'm going fast enough. Yeah. Which and is- well, I shouldn't be in the right lane because I'm going faster than the speed limit. You're like, but on a road like the five, no one is going right. seventy. Right. Well, so- I was I was with one of my business partners up in uh, up in the San Jose area, and we had a rental car that he had rented in his name, so he was driving, and I get in the car with him, and I'm like, clearly you don't drive frequently. Second of all, we get in the far left lane, and his his mindset is being your average person doesn't give a fuck about cars to the point where he doesn't even own one anymore. He just Ubers everywhere. He just goes, fuck you. I'm doing 70. That's a speed limit. Fucking deal with exactly. it. Exactly. It's, it's I'm going this fast. That's fast enough for and me. I was that's just, fast enough for I'm everybody. sitting in the car, me being the control freak and also like wanting to move. Right. I'm sitting there fist clenched just going, just fucking drive the goddamn car. I, mean, right. I just say, There are other pockets of the country that I notice a higher percentage of people who treat the left lane as a passing lane. Mm. I, like when I go back to New England, surprisingly, outside of Boston, they get out of the way and they, they use it yeah. as a passing lane. Well, they ticket there more. I think Vermont is aggressively ticketing they people yeah, that because it's I drive like two lanes. asshole right. every time I'm in New Hampshire Yeah, because everybody gets out of your way. They do. Um, except then back in Rhode Island and Connecticut, then they start fucking it up again. Uh, but And there are other parts of the country now where they've come out and said, we're going to start enforcing this. And God, that's the, like the, Midwest that's the greatest kind of thing been, ever. The Midwest has kind of been getting on that lately, is the whole enforcement of left lane is for passing. It's just there's so many people here, there's no way you'd ever be able Absolutely. to Absolutely. Like hardcore now. downtown L.A. traffic, I get it. I still think things could be a little bit smoother if we were better at left lane discipline, but I understand but, but, there's no that, room. It's just the inter- well, the intersection. Like what? Who, who designed that? You have like two freeways meeting, and to go from for people that are just imagine if you you have something in your right hand and you need you know you want to continue moving this thing in your right hand, but you can't. You have to hand it to your left hand for a little bit. And then hand it back to your right hand. Like you go from like the one ten to the, and you want to stay on the one ten. You have to cross all the way left. And if you right. want to be on the one hundred and one, you have to cross all the way. Right. It's, you have to make an X yeah. to stay in your trajectory. Yeah, it's super fucking dangerous. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Uh, yeah. That's why we have a lot of accidents out here. Well, too. the one saving grace I think is that as more of these automated cars get on the road, some right. of that's going to be alleviated because True. the whole concept of people that don't have any idea how to merge goes away. True. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Right. And it would be great if like if, – because obviously they're going to start first in hubs around cities and then the open road will be will maybe become the open road again, which could be kind of cool. Well, what you'll see is um, – I mean, and this is all the manufacturers. You're going to see automated highway driving be the first thing that, that's really rolled out because it's easier and for some reason, even though it's higher speed, people have – it's been proven people have an easier time letting go and letting the car do it on the highway. Um, it's already rolled out. Tesla has it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Mercedes is pushing it hard, and there are a few other brands that are working on it. Um, so we'll see that first. So hopefully, we'll see the highways alleviated. It'll be. It's probably going to be some time before we really see it on on city streets. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Once all the cars talk to each other, that'll help a lot. It'll be right. a while though. Right. Speaking of talking to cars, not really. It's a stupid segue. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving was. the Camaro SS this week. 
Did you talk to it? I said, hey, what's up, Camaro? Uh, I, unless it's like a first-generation Camaro, I don't really give a shit about the Camaro. Second gens are all right, too. Just they've never done much for me. Um, they're fast, cheap cars. That's right. What they they're like Mustangs. Right. They're fast and cheap. This, this new, this sixth gen now, uh, it's, it's so much better than the last version. Have you driven it yet? No, but I've driven the ATS and another race on okay. the, and the fifth Alpha gen platform. Chassis. The fifth gen was good at the end of that run. And it I still really good. didn't like it except for like the ZL1 was stupid fun. I never drove the Z28. I rode it and it was shocking. You drove the 1LE? Good. I never got to drive one it. 1LE is so good. good. Um, heard it was very, very yeah, good. It's really good. This SS is fantastic. I mean, because it's, it's now just a slightly more affordable Corvette, really. Uh, the powertrain's fantastic. The seats are super comfortable. I was, I, you know, spent all that time uh, in traffic on the highway today. Loved it. I road tripped one from Orlando to New Orleans. Comfortable then, too. Um, you still can't see shit out of it. And then people's thoughts on the looks are divided. That's fine. I think it looks I think it looks all right. I think it looks better now. I mean, I think the, the last one, it ages. It, they always do. But, right. you know, the last one has aged. Well, and kind of flattened out. And, you know, the, the fifth plastic gen grill. suffered from the same thing the NSX did. We saw it four years before it actually went into production. <laughs> true. That's uh, true. But the new one's smaller, right? A lot smaller, a lot lighter. Uh, a lot lighter. The Alpha platform has lightened it way up. It Shorter. just drives fantastically. Uh, it's it's just a much more impressive car. Uh, I still would prefer other vehicles for that much money. Uh, but like what? For, it's, but for what you're paying, it's a good, good car. The one I'm driving is 44000 which I'm assuming is very damn near fully loaded for an SS. Probably. Which yeah. Is, it's, yeah. I mean, it has the up-trimmed up seats and stuff like that. But in that price range, you know, then you start to consider other things I'd find more interesting. Well, what um, would you find more? I like, I, I'd, I'd be tempted to look at the Mustang. I'd really like to see what I could do with a Scat Pack, even though I know it's not a, the Scat Pack's not a better car. But I like the big, stupid, heavy muscle car a little bit more than yeah. the the now better Camaro. Um, and then obviously, if you go used, the sky's the limit at forty four thousand. Yeah, see, that's true. That's always a, an interesting part of the I'm discussion. Not, I mean, the Mustang GT was a big improvement over what it was, but I'm still not bowled over by it. Yeah. I mean, I, but I haven't driven this one either. The I mean, Mustang's more liberal. I mean, I talked to Johnny Lieberman about this, and he loved the Camaro. And he, but he, he was like, "Look, if you want to win on a racetrack or like really drive, the Camaro is going to kick the Mustang's ass." And Having driven the one LE two years before I drove the new Mustang GT, which I drove at Watkins or on the way back from Watkins, it was still very clear. Like it handles much better. Is the, the driving feels much better? Isn't the Camaro SS like near the same track times as the GT three fifty? Or am I crazy? Not the R, but the regular one. Uh, I don't know about the, I don't know I'll about that, that. But I know that it was. It's very very close to what the Z twenty eight was. Which is impressive. That car, because that that's, car was nuts when they put it in. And that's that ridiculous. Car. Yeah. Like and that. Like, and not off by like big amounts, off by like. A couple ticks. Yeah, just very minor the amounts. Car, like, the car, and, in, in, uh, you know, people will be like, oh, I don't like rev match. Well, then turn it off. But mm-hmm. like if I'm cruising down the highway and, and I just want to downshift real quick, it's a nice little feature so that it's perfectly matched and it's easier on the clutch. Think how and, many poor transmissions are going to be happy yeah, if that decision's yeah, I, been made. I turn it off and stop and go because it gets a little annoying then. And when I'm pulling into my apartment complex, I don't want to be like slowing down the speed bump and be like, whoa, whoa and like. <laughs> Every day a transmission you, is lunched somewhere yeah. in America. Yeah, when was the you last time help. you drove some, with somebody that had a manual that had no concept for, for rev matching? I mean, it's painful. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it's just a nice little bonus feature. It sounds great. It's 455 horsepower. Yeah, the gearbox feels good. The clutch feels great. The steering is super heavy, but, like, appropriately heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, steering feel was great in that car. I thought it was better than the M4. 
And did I drive the M2? No, but I thought it was also better than the M235 Dynan I drove. Um, and yeah, no, I think that if it's the same steering setup that the ATSV had, it's then it's actually the same steering box and parts as it the probably M4. Probably is. It's also just tuned differently. Worth saying, and I haven't been in that car since November, but um, the interior was much improved. You've been gone for November. You've been gone till November. Uh, yeah, the interior is way, way, way better. Like I said, though, you still can't see shit out of the car, but it's so much. I like better. the vents. They've got the vents, kind of like the Audi vents. Yeah, you turn them. To yeah, do, to where it's do got things. the knob. Everyone's gonna have yeah. that. It's very, it's very smart. It's a great. It's a great idea. It only took us what a hundred years of making cars to get there. Well, it was a little rough in the first fifty years when they didn't even have, have you know LED screens. So I can't. Yeah. You can't oh, really blame them for that. Gross. So gross. Your car doesn't even have LEDs. It's gross. Nineteen forty. It's, it's got a sliding bar to turn on the turn on the heater. I'm I'm very Where's curious. my knob with the magical screen that I never invented yet? Push to start. What are you, an alien? Yeah, you know, we've all seen the ZL1, but I really want to see what they do with the Z28. Right. Because be what motor are they going to use? What I mean, I mean, they could just work on the the Stingray motor a little bit, maybe. Yeah, but they'll give it a different designation if they're going to do that. But like, they launched the Grand Sport with the same with the with the regular LT1. Right. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that there's going to be something in between there because it'd be nice if they could get it to LT2. at least five two. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's the thing. All these engines have so much headroom, so they could put a cam and a different tune on it, the same way everyone else does with these engines, and then they'll make the 500, and they can sell it for more and call it something else. Yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah! Boo! <laughs> uh, so, you old-fashioned hot rod, and you're going to turn us with none, boost. Given what Ford just did with the Voodoo motor, and as fanatic as the uh, Camaro team is, they may go fucking crazy, too. Voodoo. Might not. I don't like Voodoo. I'm a man of Jesus. I'm a man of the LS engine. Yeah, none of that mumble jumble yeah. witchcraft bullshit. Yeah, you, uh, know, you know, you know what? Santeria Here's two here. things that don't work: modular engines and voodoo. Don't forget about don't forget Obama and voodoo modular engines. Fix found on road de- found on road dead. Speaking of yeah. of cars, that's <laughs> I can't do. I'm so tired right now. I can't do proper if, segues if, at if, all. If God was an engine, he'd be an LS motor because he never stopped working. That was the worst segue. Fucking here. Speaking of cars, like which is what on, this on the fucking on thing is podcast. about. Yeah. I told you I'm tired. I'm drinking a Red Bull. I'm not drinking beer. It's uh, I want to talk about the fact that uh, I put my money where my mouth is and we bought an actual car. Who did? A new vehicle. Oh, you my wife and I. Um, so my wife is changing jobs, so the company car is going away. Her Ford Fusion Hybrid, which was a great replacement over the Prius. The Prius was the fucking the bane of my existence. The Ford Fusion Hybrid was better, much better actually. Nothing, not great because it wasn't the top trim, so it had the smaller screen. And, but it was it needed seats and you know whatever. It was fine. The Prius is a car. I fucking the hate Ford that is a. Slightly nicer car. Right. So she's switching companies. <laughs> Terrible. The, yeah, I know. That's the thing. Is it's stupid. The, the, the company car goes away, but now we get a car allowance. We can't lease. It's a good amount of money. We don't want to use all of it. It's a good amount of money, but but we can't lease. We have to purchase. Wait, let me write this down. No. Uh, so, so your options are leasing and purchasing when you're getting wait. a car. Yeah, or or yeah. or or buy just buying. Oh, if, if by the way, quick, quick related topic: Have you sold the Stealing. movie rights to this story yet? Because I would dun, like dun, to talk dun, to you about dun, that. Dun, okay. No. Okay. Asshole. Continue. Um, <laughs> so we can't lease because she's going to put too many miles on the car. We think so. We have to buy, and when you do that, your pool gets much smaller. Like, oh, well, yeah, we can lease some fucking bands. Like, no, you can't if you're going to purchase it because the payments a whole lot different. Everybody knows how payments work. I get that. So we uh, in my Mazda CX3 video. It was one of the first times I said, you know what? If I was in the market for something, I would buy this car. I love this thing. It's a little too small for me, but I love it. So we didn't get the CX-3. We got a CX-5. So that's what we bought. 
2016 so and a half CX-5. Has Jacob Brown blown you now, or is that coming <laughs> later? No, but he's very happy that I've joined the Mazda family. No, that's a great car, because I reviewed that uh, on camera for TST for the one takes, and I was like, it, it, honestly, this is what I said. If I, if I was me and I was getting domesticated, but I still want to do it, like – if I drive on a canyon road to go somewhere, and it drives I know, great. It drives great. You can feel what it's doing. The turn in's good. The steering feedback's good. Like it felt like a just like a little bit like a taller focus. Yeah, you know, kind of like that with less power. Like a but fat Mazda three wagon. Yeah, it, it was it was real. It was if you're shop, like if you're shopping for CRV, if you're in that territory, but, but you but actually you like driving, like driving yep. it's a good choice. Well, it's you know for the fun I do poke at Mazda, you know, just because they've kind of let the enthusiast stuff go to a certain extent. Um, there's nothing that they make that's bad. All their products are really good right now. See, I just wish they would put out a higher performance. Some turbo motors would be nice. Yeah, that's true. See, but see, you say the enthusiast thing has gone to the side. I think that still is, is baked into what they do a little I agree. bit. Like the steering, the, the the handling and the chassis development, all that stuff is just a little bit better geared to someone who likes driving a little bit more. Ooh. If you put that car in sport Ooh. mode and you're going through the corner, it holds to red line. Even when you're just, you know, maintaining throttle position. Yeah. Like mid corner when most cars upshift because oh, they're like, oh, you've been here a while. Oh, it just stays man, there. Like, viscosity. There's got a lot of things in there that actually are like, they like driving. They're yeah. still making an SUV, but they'll make it one that you can enjoy. So some weird quirks about it initially. Uh, so it's my wife's it's, – it's our car, but it's my wife's car. She's going to put most of the miles on it. There's a kid in this car. She wanted <laughs> – she wanted uh, – <laughs> she wanted um, – we didn't want to spend the money for the grand touring, so we got the touring. Uh, my wife is notoriously cheap. Did you get the um, anti-shatter windows so you can leave the kid locked in the car? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. But so like – she wanted satellite radio because she's going to drive a lot and she likes some of the satellite stations that she has now. The only way to get satellite radio was on the Grand Touring. Now, on the Touring, when you scroll through the sources, it's there, but you can't highlight it. And it has the shark fin antenna, but that antenna doesn't have it. So you can't just turn it on. It's something that needs to be like – it's a very expensive thing if you wanted to add it through the factory. It's, it's like – it's crazy that you won't just add satellite radio because that's not even like the big thing anymore. Bluetooth radio is the big thing now. So that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't have auto headlights. Which oh. is kind of so. That, those are like the only two things we don't like about it. Because I I thought that that car came very well equipped given the price we had. I think we had like a sports. It was like ours was thirty five, but uh, that's the like, interior material choices. We had our white, the white and black interior. Like it looks it looks more expensive than it is. Fully loaded. Thirty five is absolutely full, which is loaded to the brim. Thirty five grand for a car that does a lot of stuff. I was pretty impressed. Ours was significantly cheaper than that. Good. Um, we yeah, we got a really good deal on it, and I'm very happy with it. And the other thing too, was since we don't have the Grand Touring, we didn't get the slightly bigger wheels, but we have more sidewall, and it's it's a better ride than I remember because we have more sidewall. Yeah, isn't that cool? Funny too. how tires used to have yeah. sidewalls <laughs> right? and they rode better. <laughs> right. Um, now speaking of Mazda, I was at their headquarters sometime last week or a week and a half ago. Uh, they did a, a local showing of the new Miata RF. Yeah, that's a back. really good-looking car. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Refractory uh-huh. period? What? Um, <laughs> the, uh, it's fucking awesome. I think that thing's – some people are like, oh, it's ugly. It's ugly. I, I don't see it's that gorgeous. at no. all. It's like a smaller Elise, which is uh, They did a great job, too. They did a really yeah. good job, if you're looking at it directly from the side, of hiding the shut line for the roof. So it yeah. looks much more coupe-like. The top goes down in 12 and a half seconds, which is pretty quick for something like that. Uh, the thing – 
I can't wait to give that thing a, a spin. That well, it's real smart. It, it, when I first saw it come out, I was like, "Oh, cool! It's a you know hardtop convertible." And then I looked closer and I saw that it's really it's like a Corvette. Like the roof, the top roof comes off and just drops in the back, and then. Like you said, the buttress lines are kind of hidden, and then there's the black back windscreen that like stays up, but you don't really notice it because it's black. I mean, it's just it's smart. It's, well, it's real smart. It's, it's well, it's like an affordable. It's like more like a Porsche because the whole thing lifts up. Yeah, and goes away like a nine, and uh, then sits back right. down. Um, it's 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 pretty cool. And they said it's only going to add a hundred pounds, which for what you're getting, I feel like that's not a big deal. You have you have fat friends who will add more weight to your Miatas. You can't really complain. Well, and I wonder ah. where... If your friend is under a hundred pounds, I mean, and you're driving a car, they're too young to, hold, to hang out with you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Short women. You, you uh, but... Sure. Uh, it depends on where the weight it is. I mean, if the weight's mostly motors, they and they've it got stays that fifty fifty, right? And it, well, I mean, as far as as high up as it is gotcha. in the chassis, gotcha. If it's mostly motors, which are going to be the heavy part of it, and they're sitting down kind of by the door sills, then that's no big deal anyway. Right, right. So I, it, it doesn't come out till spring of twenty seventeen. But uh, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I think that's great because I, I don't like – I'm not a convertible guy. Me neither. Uh, nope. But Targa roofs I've always liked. T-tops are the shit. Disagree. Um, and uh, and then this is a great alternative to a convertible. I've never – I don't mind a good hard top convertible <laughs> so long. <laughs> I got to say that so faster. Long. But yeah. So I don't long. mind a good hard yeah, you top. <laughs> Convertibles are, are okay. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, but anyway, Black the, Boyle, Alex Roy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, if it looks like a coupe and doesn't look like it's mashed together, like the BMW hardtop was yeah. kind of like, eh. it's got too many cuts in it. Yeah, but I mean, I think like Mercedes has done a few that look really, really. They good. They do a good job too. Like I think it was the SLK was doing that for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, whenever there's less pieces, the SL was like a three-piece hardtop convertible. So when it's up. It doesn't. There's not too many seams, you know. They're really like. Yeah, I mean, if you can do it kind of where you'd have the rain gutter on the car anyway. Yeah, that's. I mean, you can hide it if you really try. Yeah, mm-hmm. they hid the the sh- the shut line on the Mazda, like where the rear haunches come up, and mm-hmm. then like right behind it is the shut line, so you can't see from the side. It's fun. Oh, it's very smart. Uh, very cool car. Can't wait to get my hands on that. Now, something else because that's this is how I do segues. Now I just. Next topic. The third one was good. The first, yeah. None of them have been good. The third one, you said we were talking about Mazda, and you said speaking of Mazda. Oh, I counted that. That as was one excellent. But the first I two, okay, that's a good point. Thanks, okay. man. Um, let's drift into this next conversation. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> I wish everyone could just see my face. Uh, we are being it's, awful it's radio. To it's radio. Uh, we're going back to drift school. Oh, yeah, we are. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still so sad by what you said. <laughs> we are going back to the school, which is going to be awesome. Uh, yes, it is going to be awesome because uh, we did about – we finished about two-thirds of our drift school and Naoki, the instructor, is kind of like, just come back. And I well, because it like rained. For people it who, rained, but it he rained. still let us have fun even in the rain. No, he did. And then Until it, it got too, too much. much. It was yeah. just too much rain. Uh, that was so fun, that course, at the end of the day. Like, you go, then I go. Then you go, then I go. Then, and uh, I want to try the other car, though. I want to see what the other car is like. Even though the 240 is perfect, mm-hmm. um, it's it's because you have to work. I don't want to say you have to work a little bit harder, but you could solve things with throttle. You can, Z. which teaches you bad mistakes. That's which is something he point. said right. is you know it's better to learn with low power. I will tell you that the 240 feels more natural on a slide. Um, it's just who who was it that said this the other day? Maybe it was Corey. Uh, it's just like 
com- it's comfortable. You set it in a slide and it feels like it wants to be there and you can adjust everything just so naturally and fluidly and the 350 Is it be- shorter? Uh I don't think it's shorter. Probably real I think close. it's actually it's very close. I think actually maybe a longer wheelbase, huh. but it had more tire. Um I think it was wider tires front and rear. So and Sideways, I don't know what it, it is, but just like stocky or something. It feels stocky is a good way to put it. It just it feels like it's stuck more, and so you gotta you know it's it feels sticky, sticky, and then it and then it it comes out, and then you're set there. You know you're in your slide, but every adjustment happens a little quicker, and you know a little like interesting two forties more just, locked. Once it's sliding, it's just so predictable more than more than most cars. I mean that's why they're so damn popular in the yeah. world. I mean it's just like. Somehow, 20 years ago, the engineers at, at Nissan were like, hmm, we're betting someday people are going to take these sideways almost exclusively. It, it, I, I want to get – we should both get real cheap drift cars and start going like Adams. We had the same conversation four months ago. Did we? Yeah. And, and, and it, it, <laughs> I don't remember me saying that I should get a drift car too, but now I want one as well. I just saw another video series. You know, remember Chelsea Denofa won Formula Drift here in Long Beach? Yeah. Did you see his series on YouTube? I subscribed yesterday, How uh, to Drift. It's really good. It's very good. He makes it look really easy though. He does because like, he's really good. This is a clutch good. kick. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, we didn't do that yet. That's, yeah, we did. I don't remember. I didn't do clutch kicks. Oh. Uh, we, well, I don't know. I did, but I don't remember why. I think he was just saying, okay, initiate a slide. You know, how do you want to do it? And he's like, well, you could do it this way or that way. Yeah, you know, I did do, do it works. Kicks. I did, I did uh, brakes or uh, break. He braked. Yeah, and then some of the stuff he was showing, I'm like, oh, he's making this look way too easy. Like the e-brake extension slide the was really smooth. The e-brake extension was super impressive. He's very smooth. Was super very good. Smooth. And that car, it was like, it was just a stock E46 with a welded diff and a, mm-hmm. and a, and a, an unhindered handbrake or something. And to, to tell it's like it was like a uh, E46, like 330i. Yeah, it was an I. M3. Or yeah, yeah. And, but then he also said, some of the stuff he said about his footwork, how like when you clutch kick, you're, you're not on the gas at all. But then he does this other thing where he's clutching, but then he's also ga- using the – I didn't use the, the foot brake at all to alter my line. That was an was interesting huge. experiment. Yes, yeah. that's what like I did at the end. If you're a little too end. fast, you can keep the throttle going, but left foot brake to like bring your line back in? Yeah. I didn't know about that. It's I weird. To put the weight back on the front and tucks it. Just, it just slows it down without losing spin, and, yep. and it was it was when really you cool. try that on Thursday. And when you do it, I remember the first time I did it, uh, the slot that my angle increased dramatically because it's, it's like you press very gently. Yeah, you know, it's not like as much left foot braking as like rally school where you need to like drive the front in. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. slowing down the you're front just, yeah, to, to like bring it in so that yeah, yeah. It, but it's you're cool. Just scrubbing a little bit because that would have helped so much. Uh, and the course at the end of the yes. rain because I kept you blow this one turn. Well, if I left foot brake there a little bit, I could have brought the line tight. Because what we were doing for people listening, we were, basically it was a large decreasing radius corner left, and then we we're supposed to flip around right and circ and uh, do a right three sixty around another cone and then come out of it. And you come into that so fast. Sometimes you come into, you just we came in quite quick. It. it was like a it was a big fish hook and then yeah. got real small. Because he said he's like I want to see big big. He's like aim for turns. the dirt, right. which is like you know a hundred feet. 200 feet to the right of the cone you're like that's way out there and yeah. then like come all the way around it would be worth it just for me to just be able to go and do left foot braking all day because just by all my cars are manuals and just from using clutches for years and years every time i go to use my left foot oh you jam it it's like you accidentally use Brakes. a little too much power even if you're trying not to 
It's always a it's like the scene power. in Spaceballs when they come out of uh, yeah. ludicrous speech. <laughs> like, oh shit! It's like your right foot's calibrated, your left foot doesn't know what's but going you, on. You can practice that a ton with a Fiesta. You, if you, that, I didn't know about left foot braking until living with Matt and those guys and driving front wheel yeah. drive cars and then playing with it. And now I'm better with my left foot than the my Fiesta's right. The Fiesta's a little touchy on the brakes to play with it too much, though. You yeah, but it's get, you just, you're just going to get super you, soft. You get good at finesse. But you can yeah. tell on the highway because. Left foot braking used to be a thing. I think they taught, or like, there's another, there's an older generation that just left foot brakes in daily driving. Like older men sometimes do it, but you can spot them on the highway because their brake lights are like constantly on and off. But the car's not slowing down. You're like, okay, uh, left foot braking. I do it everywhere. It's like it's just it's yeah, but quicker you're not riding the brake. No, 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 I'm not. But um, it's just it, especially if I'm um, trying to get somewhere quickly, my response time is faster to brake should a radar detector go off than if I have to move <laughs> yeah. my right foot off. Uh, the uh, but I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back. I love it there. I want to get a, a shitty little drift car and beat it up and take it to Adams Motorsports Park or wherever. Be smart to do that because I have spiraled from buying a two thousand dollars shitty two forty to like that that E thirty six is only eleven. <laughs> I'm totally serious. Oh. Yeah, see, I just want a beater, beater, junker. Like, I want yeah. the lemons of drift cars. Yeah, well, that, but, they're out there. There's a lot of them. But just, just that it just works, though. Like, I don't care what it looks like. Oh. Get some bash bars You can buy it. a piece of shit. You need a daily drive. I don't have room. Oh, yeah. yeah see. That's my thing. I don't get press cars, so. Um, yeah. Not sure why I I'm on this truck, podcast. But that's I don't get not, press cars. That's not, you know, that's hit and miss occasionally. Uh, well, speaking of the truck, yeah. might as well talk about it. I wasn't planning to, so this isn't a segue. I mean, it is, but unofficially. Not anymore. Um <laughs> the hoon truck. I fixed the steering, but now the the brakes are giving me shit. The uh, I think the master cylinder itself is leaking, so I can't keep rear brake fluid in there because there's two reservoirs. It's a two channel system. Right. I'm draining the rear res- reservoir, and I think this is what caused the steering issue initially because that was a new rag joint that shouldn't have done it right. tore itself apart. It's leaking brake fluid. Onto yeah, that, that part. Yeah, that'll brake fluid is mega caustic. Super. So I think I'm already now starting to eat this one, the one I just put in there. Yeah. So I, I think I, – unfortunately, I think I have to replace the whole fucking cylinder. Like I've tried tightening things. Like where's yeah. this – It's not as bad from. as you think. It's, it's just annoying. It's a it brand is. new part. The cylinder, master cylinder is yeah. new too. Oh, really? Master cylinder. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, Rick did the front brakes. So it was a new master cylinder. And it was just a bad part? Possibly. I I have to, I, mean, I think I have to take it apart and Chate. look at it. Did that come from the brake vendor or was that yeah. from somewhere else? It wasn't? Yep. Well, I mean, they should be able to look at it. And make, you know. I know, but they're, I don't even know where they're located. I mean, I could look it up, but they're not. Yeah, just California. tell them that you think it's leaking. They may just send another send one out. They might send you one and then you send that one back, like, uh, you know, the switch the core type thing. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of times they want to know why they're why right. they're leaking. Yeah. So. Because for them, like, oh, crap, what if one of our O-ring manufacturers Yeah, yeah, is, what if we have a defect you know, in a run of parts? Um, but this that's is not a Cheerio. That's, that's not fun that that's leaking. So, no. But at least it's rear brakes and not front brakes. So I can drive it. Old cars. Um, just going to, you know, well, put some Well, I mean, it's rear brakes, but it's possibly your steering at the same time. Well, yeah, that's out. so – it already felt like it got a little looser but it because it, it slid off the, um, the nub that it connects to a little bit. So I just have to put it back down. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'll no inspect the disc, you know, the urethane disc that's in there, of course, before I go out. But it's not it's not doing great. Um, so did you guys see the Audi, uh, Audi RS5? I saw, teased it. Turbo 5. Uh, the numbers are almost identical to a previous gen R8. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a fun fucking car. Yeah. You, really like the, you really like the new TT, didn't you? Oh, yeah. TTS, that was great. That was a fast, good back road blast car. 400 horsepower from the factory. 
so undertuned. So <laughs> well, an APR will get it and probably add 200 horsepower. On yeah, it, they'll put they'll put one tune on. They're like, we just gained 80. So from you know, given that an R8 in the used market is in high 70s, low 80s for a V8, and then the RS5 is going to be out and is going to be starts, I think, at 69. Mm-hmm. That's awfully close. You know, if you could get a faster version of that that TT that you drove. Would you consider that over an R8, or was the R8 just too cool? If I can afford the maintenance, and I have to look up what R8 maintenance is, I'd rather have the R8 because it's going to stay at the price it's at, probably, or not fluctuate, not drop too much. Yeah. But I think, and in living in Los Angeles, this is more true than most places. But the you'll see a ton of RS5s here, and the price the they'll depreciate quickly. Yeah, and it doesn't look as special. They're very good looking cars. They're yeah. very good looking, like. You know, cool, strong. But it'll be cars. worth forty grand in four years versus. Yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll. You know, if it starts at eighty-five, it'll be fifty in a couple of years, and the R eight will probably never hit fifty, especially if you get a V eight with a manual, and it sounds so good. Yeah. Or even the the V tens are finally coming down to under a hundred. Oh wow, that's cheap because that's a very strong car. Well, and that the great thing is the V eight can be a little iffy on the on the reliability, but the V ten is bulletproof. That's true. Yeah, that's a, a rare thing, but yeah. Surprisingly, the V10 is surprisingly bulletproof. Yeah. I mean, I just the the four point two with exhaust on it sounds like it's got eight liters. I mean, so got, I, I couldn't I can't disagree complain with about that. either yeah. exhaust note. I really, but as I've said before, I love a V10 exhaust note. Yeah, I think if I was gonna just spend the money, and if I could, you know, if the maintenance part wasn't part of the thing, I would rather. I mean, just walking outside, looking at an R8, pulling up in a place in an R8, driving the R8. We're talking about buying a used R8 V8. You know, manual versus getting a new RS5 when it like comes out. Like you said, the 4.2, you throw an exhaust on it, it sounds absolutely fucking. Incredible. You don't even need to throw it. I mean, you don't. No. Factory, it sounds great. Right, and and, and it's it, that's rare because most Audi engines, modern out like current Audi engines, don't sound that great because they're they're very muffled. No, you can the, unmuffle them and yeah. make them sound great, but the 4.2, the 4.2 sounded great. Yeah. Just like you know that in the Mercedes 6.2. We're just like I think that was the peak of German V8 sound. Yeah, I mean, my my neighbor has a, a like a one generation or two generation ago, probably two generation now C63 with yeah. a um, like a oh, what the hell is it Weiss Tech mm-hmm. sticker yeah. on it. I don't know what it's done, but it's definitely yeah. not a I, stock. I, exhaust. I had the Weiss Tech guys on the show in SEMA. So this, I mean, the, every time he fires it up, he doesn't drive it all that often. He like he like dailies a Civic and then takes the, the Mercedes out every now and then. Uh, every time he fires it up in the garage, we're like, oh, that Those sounds sound so fucking good. Like, yeah. ah, as it's cold started. Well, um, what would you do? Because I guess this is almost an argument or a discussion of modern conveniences. You know, the RS5 is going to have heated seats and Bluetooth and sat radio and nav and all that stuff. Option, it's probably $75,000, Right. So let's, let's say, you know, you get it for seventy, and let's say you can get an R8 V10, V8 manual for the same money. That manual color, so whatever color you want. Or for 80. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. just say they cost the same. But what you're getting in the R8 is a stereo and air conditioning. And a mid-engine car. And a mid-engine car that looks amazing. But what would you... If I had to choose between those two, mm-hmm. uh, I'd get the R8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Me too. Yeah. Uh, but someone sent me a link to an E63 wagon for sale for $77,000, so I'd get that. <laughs> Original MSRP 105 or something like that. You just drop that loophole in. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I love those. And then and then somebody followed that up with a link to a CTS V wagon for sale for like 60. Those are that's, that's what's funny is those aren't dropping, but the Mercedes is like that's that was a $140,000 car when it came out. Yeah, the the Cadillac you're not going to lose money on. No. No. 
And then Not the you know, it was just yeah. There's just so much cool stuff right now. Like if you've got eighty grand to spend Everything is awesome. Yeah. If you've got eighty grand to spend, you can buy some really cool cars that were super expensive. Just if you have that thousand to spend, you can get some really cool cars. Uh, nine, nine, no, but I turbo. mean stuff that was just a few years you know, that was the top right, of the right, top. Right, right, right. Like you can get in that price range, you're talking a used R eight or a nine nine seven GT three. And the question is, which one's going to be more valuable? Hell, if you save up a little bit, you now you're getting close to like V12 Vantage at that point. True. Yeah, the but the thing about the GT3 appreciate. is you can drive it every day; it won't break. Like yeah. uh, Rob Ferretti, you know, everybody, super yeah. speeders and Gotham and whatever. He bought a 997 GT3 RS uh, like two years ago, and he did an update. And the only thing he's had to change is the oil. And he's Damn. done like numerous cross-country trips and track days. He's like, this is the most reliable car I've ever owned. But he'll also tell you that the Gallardo that they had for you know at the rental shop was the most reliable like exotic they've ever had. Yes, true. Uh, but that's, a, that's just that like R8 a sliding... Motor. Well, it's like a sliding scale, that, but yeah. it's, it's the most reliable exotic. But the GT3 was like the most reliable car he's ever owned. You know, he changed the oil and that was it. Yeah. But the, I mean, cause I worked at that place. Like all the Gallardo had, had problems. Change the oil. That's my Freddy. Sorry. That's all I got. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. That's here's, all I got. Here's how, how stupid I can be sometimes. He texted me last week and his text says, um, ASL. Hey, are you in town tomorrow? <laughs> and I, <laughs> single white male seeking. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, I need a Shelby for a shoot. Are you interested? And I was like, well, I, I can't shoot for you. Like, I'm, I'm working tomorrow. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't need a shooter. I need a car. And I go, you want, you want like a GT350? Right. You want, you want a GT500? Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, I need uh, something older, you know, like more like a Daytona or a classic classic Cobra. I'm like, okay, I don't know anybody that owns right. a Cobra. Like, they don't do press cars. I guess you call it Superformance. And he's like, must have said you have one. I was like, Oh, you're a Cobra. Oh, but it, it was this. It was a very. It was, and that was the exact text conversation. He and, couldn't have just said, "Hey, can I use your Cobra?" Right, but that's the the Ferretti. It was a combination of like Ferretti's brevity combined with my stupidity and being too busy and not even like the cars up in Northern California. And it was the same thing that happened with Musto when we ran out of cars to shoot. And I was like, "Well, we have this like Cobra replica in the garage. If you want to make," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that car should be down here. Um, I agree. You should daily drive that around L.A. Wow, look how much money Zach has. No, he street parks that. <laughs> he, street, he street parks that, and that thing's actually not that expensive. I mean, if, if, if say, someday down the road, Matt had a place to park cars. Yep, yeah, the answer is yes. Okay. Like, yeah, I've, I've already tossed that idea out to my dad of, you know, do you drive it that much? Can we bring it down yeah. here, like, nut and bolted and do some stuff with it? And he drives it enough. That he's not ready to like. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, let it go. Right. I thought it was you just know. sitting there. No, no. I mean, he, I mean, he probably drives like once or twice a month. Still, but, you know, I'm, he'll take on like a hundred mile romp and that's go cool. do some stuff. Those yeah. are going to be project cars, though, that you can buy cheap. Yes. After somebody's already 30. done all Dude, the work. They're thirty totally. grand. I know. For a fucking a car that will kill you it will in totally the best way you. possible. Yeah. Thirty thousand dollars get you like. Uh, like that's probably buying you the nicest one. Ever. You won't get a super performance, but you'll get a factory five or a backdraft or was it Kirkland? Ours is the ERA. I mean, yeah, you know, you could get that. You get an ERA kit, which is tubular frame and has good stuff on it, and whatever engine the person put it in. If they built it, the thing is, make you know, if they built it right, right. I mean, that's the real question. You but go yeah, through it. Kit cars are not expensive. But even if they didn't build it right, that's so simple that you would just for peace of mind pull it apart and put it back together to know that it's I mean, you, right. You could, but I'd rather have someone else. I'm a masochist. I are. would and I 
go OCD on every inch of it. There's not a lot of room in a lot of the places in that car. But yeah, I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, the engine, it's an old car, so it's simple stuff. Manual yeah. brakes, like, it, it's not complicated. But, I mean, the bulk of it, it's mostly engine. Yeah, it is. With mostly. body panels <laughs> and seats. And so as long as the engine and transmission and, and the basic running shit is fine, you're good. Have you seen the company that does the... Uh, it's like Hawaii's mostly volcano. <laughs> they're basically doing a tube frame Miata where you just get a donor... Exocet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you just get all of the suspension pieces and the drivetrain. And- I... Th- I think they do like a lifted one with travel too. I think there's an Exocet, uh, like an off road one. Maybe. Which would be or is that awesome. the aerial? Like a cheap. No, no, no. Like I was going to say it's like a cheap Nomad, but it, I think it's an okay. Exocet. That like makes an sense. Because it's just bolting on, you know, right. longer drive shaft and put on some. Yeah. yeah. I spent like three hours digging through shit on those the other day. It's like 1,700 pounds. It's only eight grand for the full cage chassis. Yeah. Our buddies in New Zealand are going to build one of those eventually. Oh, proper. And what can you get a Miata for? Proper. Two grand that that you could use for a donor. Yes, on that. you can. Yeah, no, totally. It's it's just like donor parts. That so, would be sick. So they build those where you can put a Hayabusa motor on them. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. They've got. Like, yep, we've that'd got the mounts really and cool. everything. You just need to order, order the Busa option. I love the idea of of cars with bike engines. There was a guy selling. I think it was like a Honda N six hundred with like a CBR motor or something in it, but it was yeah. really, really well done. It was like eleven, twelve thousand dollars And if I had that much money to dump on something fun, it was it was just so cleanly done that it looked like it could have been a Honda factory effort. It, oh, it, I think it's, you know, you, however much a, a small CBR revs to, you just beep, beep. If you did all the work on one of those, pro- the Exocet thing, like you could buy the chassis for eight grand, probably get the Miata for two or three, and then get another, if you were going to do the Hayabusa motor, what's that going to cost you? Three or four grand? Probably less. You find a crash Hayabusa. There's I mean, got to be, be several. You could do the whole thing for probably like sixteen thousand dollars, and it, you, it would never not be fun. That's a car. Scrum like Bartle that's the thing with they, you know they grow crashed Hayabusas on the side of the road. They there. totally do. Is uh, I've been, and I'm not joking. I've been to Black Biker Week. Oh, I know you have. Yeah, yeah. I want to go. It's a, I bet it's amazing. It was amazing. It was yeah. one of. It was so much fun. But I've never seen so many extended rear swing arms. And neon underglow. I mean, the the bike. It was welcome it was to the wild. South. It was. It was. I'm so glad to say that I've been to Black Biker Week. Yeah, it was awesome. I saw a ruckus today. Extended yes. swing arm ruckus. Yes, I want it. Taking a left. Have you ever seen one of these on the street actually moving? Because I know we've no, seen them in car shows. Parts. You know, yeah. in park, like yeah. some they stupid turbo it. on it. Yeah. I've never seen someone turn left so gingerly, and this was like. <laughs> Four lanes into four lanes, lots of room, but he still had to track out to the middle. And, you know, going slow, it had like a stretch tire over a wide, like, motorcycle with tire. It just Jesus looked like it drove like shit. Guys wearing, like, matching camo and just looked, <laughs> looked uncomfortable and scared while going 12 miles an hour. I got all, like, oh, the torsional awesome. rigidity of a fucking toothbrush. It was just it. so stupid. I just wanted to run to the store. I want a ruckus. I don't want to stretch. Why? I want like, a ruckus. Yeah. I would really like a Grom, but I can get a uh, ruckus sure. without a motorcycle license. Grom. Oh, that's right. Grom requires a motorcycle license. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or you can drive what I the yeah, one I sold the Matt. 650, right? And no, that was a 125. I mean, what was what model? I don't uh, know. I said 650. That was the uh, Yamaha Zuma. Yeah. Which is like the Zuma. a ruckus with a bigger motor, effectively. Yeah. And uh, Well, they make the, the super ruckus, but then that one, I think. The big ruckus. And big th- ruckus. That was... They only made it for like a year or two, and they're they've got the whole they've got a whole scene behind them where like they go for good money. By the ultra ruckus, Wu Tang shows up. Yes, then the mega ruckus. But the the one twenty five that I rode around, Bring the ruckus. it's a cheap scooter, so nobody pays any attention to it. I never got my motorcycle license; I just drove around. That's true. Nobody cared. Interesting. I want to get one of those. I was actually. Well, it's also, gonna... you can get the uh, um, the permit. 
You just take the test. Yep. It's yeah, it was just uh, – it used to be there was only one company that could do it. So to book it was almost impossible. Oh, interesting. But yeah. I think you could do it anyway. It's all based on engine size, right? If it's under 50 or something. No, if it's then, under 125. Under 125. No, if it's under 50. Then, oh, that's why you, you see so many 49cc scooters. Right. Because oh. that's what I wrote. I wrote that in high school to a uh. uh, class of a UCSE because parking was cheap. And, um, yeah, you didn't need a license. But realistically, if it's a scooter, nobody pays attention. That's probably true. I was going to pitch that idea to my parents because after I've been riding my bicycle to the office like four days a week and riding it down. I rode it to like pick up my car when I got worked on, which was like commuter traffic time. And I was like, this is dangerous. Yeah. But after that, I was like, I'm spending, you know, X amount of dollars to drive to class in Hollywood all the time and all this money and all this gas and all this time. And I'm just as exposed on a mountain bike as I am on a scooter. Yeah. So I'm going to try and pitch my parents the if idea of so. getting a scooter. Oh. And then I was going to do it when I was home this week, and this lady that came over for dinner was like, oh, I visited you in the hospital. Do you remember? And I was like, no, I don't because it was in the first 10 days. And then I was like, I should probably not bring You should probably up. explain why you're pitching it. No, no. He said the story before. It was one of my favorite episodes of the Universe Podcast. Oh, yeah. People go back and listen to it. But um, that's, I don't know which number it was, but – yeah, just search, well, your, your mother name. basically forbade you after you crashed. Google me, right? motherfucker. Right, but I'm like bicycle. I'm just oh, I agree with dangerous. you. Dangerous, yeah. You're not. Yeah, it yeah. was it was more about timing. It was like, all right, dinner's over. Maybe I should bring up the scooter thing. And this lady was like, I remember. Do you remember when I visited you? I was like, no. Was it the first week? She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't remember any of that. So I, I'd agree with you though. I mean, there's plenty of times like I won't. I, there are a lot of people that will ride a bicycle up and down PCH. You couldn't fucking pay me to do it, yeah. but I'll do it on. A, I did it on a scooter all the time for two years. Right, because you're more visible. Like I don't want to. I, I don't really like bicycling at night. I do it, you know, from here to the path, and that's it. But like, actually, more in streets. Importantly, is you yeah. have speed to be able to move around things. Yeah. There's just no getting away from things on a bicycle. Can you see my legs? Look at these getaway jams. What are they called? Getaway sticks. Getaway sticks. <laughs> Look at the games. Getaway sticks. You just use one of those cheater motors in your bike. I should have that. I hate those guys. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, Zach, what's going on in your world with uh, Drive and TST and all that shit? Um, we're going to film some really good car showdowns this year. Cool. Which I can't talk about yet, but they're going to be rad. And we got a bunch of videos for test drive series coming out with uh, the, like the Dynan M23 M235i was rad. M2 video already went out. Um, just a whole bunch of fast cars got tested and filmed up at Thunder Hill and uh, the mountains of Mendocino. Um, Your uh, uh, Eclipse video did really well. That was the my favorite thing we did last year. You, and you guys did that a while ago. Did it very. I we, remember we shot the review a while ago, and then we were like. You know, we, the whole spoof, like, what if we just cut it to, like, a commercial? It would be funnier. If you if you cut out the car review, it would be a better video. So the editor did that for, like, on a whim for free. He's like, yeah, this is what it would kind of look like. I'm like, that's really funny. And then when we showed it to Spinelli, he was like, can we buy that? <laughs> <laughs> you think we could put that on the internet? And we're like, yeah. And then they really liked it. And uh, we might do well, some like more Matt of playing in the the beach and shit it's pretty funny and that like was with the really carrot. fun the small carrots a big carrot yeah. like there's a lot of dick imagery of course because right. pharmaceutical you and the fast and furious jokes are pretty good people at some them. point you gotta go to the old you know cliche of two people sitting in bathtubs on a porch we we we, we wrote down like everything it was just what could we do with what we had but yeah. all that stuff was out there but that was so fun and watching people's response to it was 
really surprising and just I laugh at that every time I watch yeah, it. Man. it did really the well. trick that is getting somebody that can do the re- that can read the credits super fast like they do on the. Oh, that would be fun. Or you just read them and then speed them up. Yeah, I mean, you can find a, a voice actor for twenty dollars in this town. That, yeah, what's that? What's that, that, that needs website? Something where you people like I'll do this for five bucks. Oh yeah, Fiverr. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We we got one of those guys a long time ago for VO, and uh, he was. So over the top movie voice that it was unusable for what we were doing, but it was really funny that for five In a bucks world we did it. Where the Range Rover Diesel? Exactly. Okay, exactly. Dude, just back it down. Yeah. Okay, well, you pays now four dollars. GT three we'll another five to just fucking chill out. <laughs> I only have one speed. Well, that's the trick. Is you know they'll do they'll do like a two reads for five bucks, but if you want any changes, then it's five more bucks. Like you yeah. know. So if I was them, I'd be like, I'm gonna get it wrong a couple of times. But yeah, I think we might do some more. Uh, some more funny uh, videos. Oh, very nice. Some more very funny nice. commercial things. I just hope that that guy talks like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the movie guy. I would like fries with that <laughs> shake. Uh, <laughs> I've got a slight ache in my upper bicuspid. Right. <laughs> Dear doctor, something's growing on my nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just for everybody listening out there, he this has been episode 150. Thank you for enjoying the race recaps. Uh, Duncan is, you know, playing with his newborn son. But we're going to shoot. We're, we're going to record you people on all your children. We're going to record a third race recap soon because we just had another race weekend. So I'm going to get with Duncan. and We'll figure that one out. So we'll bring you. We'll bring that back. Uh, everybody seems to be really enjoying those. Zach, where can everybody Everybody find you on the inters. Webs. Find me on the Twitters. You all find me on Twitter. Uh, my name is Zach. Why would I say it like that? They'll never find me. Uh, just add Zach Clapman. A Z A C K K L A P M A N. He's I, I didn't sleep a lot, but uh, I got it right. I did it. I did it. <laughs> you win. You win. I win. Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine and where they can find you online. As usual, if you want to do the whole podcast thing, go over to Shout Engine and we'll set you up with really, really easy system to get the show online. Uh, I was just talking to Mr. Freddie Tavarish uh, from from the Jalopnik world, and he might be doing a new show uh, soon. From so. the land of good, bad car advice comes yes. Freddie Hernandez. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, he was a fun guest, actually. No, he's. I, I love that guy. He just pushing some funny terrible things oh yeah absolutely he was, he was he, i can't believe his garage is very he's an enabler basically yeah, he's like dude you can make your own windshield it's easy dude, get, an S- <laughs> get an s600 coupe they're so easy to work on yeah uh, <laughs> just buy just buy get a bunch of glass bottles right. and then build yourself it's a kiln just, it's just two turbos in, make a mold. cylinders yeah, yeah it's you know what he mold. is he's me if i had space to work on things. yeah he yeah. is yeah yeah um, um and then as usual if you want to see me uh yell at people at hayes data on twitter uh sometimes i say mildly amusing things mostly it's just me being angry it's true it's fun that is which is amusing for us uh don't forget to listen to our sister podcast camden tubbed on friday mornings uh our motorcycle podcast false neutral on tuesday mornings don't forget to go to itunes and rate and review us chris people have been asking about google play or play music uh yeah that just came online so we will actually be on a uh, we'll we'll have the podcast on play Probably in the next few days. And then people keep asking about the theme song. Like, I have no idea. It's a royalty-free song that Chris found. Uh, yes. So, because uh, somebody used it in a YouTube video from, like, some small Canadian auto reviewer. And they're like, dude, did they steal your song? I'm like, no. No, they did not. That no. That's not our song. Thank no. you for thinking that somebody stole our shit, but they did not. Um, so, I have no idea what the song's called. Breakfast uh, at Tiffany's. I can find it. Ask so I Chris gotta, on Twitter if you really want to know. I got to dig it up, but, yeah, I can find yeah, it. Yeah, you sent it to me once, but I... I don't. It's called Lighthearted Song Track 48. It's called Purple Rain, but I don't. I, um, purple Ring, so that there's no like you know, copyright infringement. Purple Drank. Uh, uh, it's, um, if you want to follow me on Instagrams, 
at Hooniverse Jeff. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Jay Glucker. I'm thinking about doing a more Hooniverse specific Instagram, so I'll let you know about that. What about that. the Snapchats? Are you on the Snapchat? I am not. Because I'm 35. I'm on the Snapchat, but uh, that's mostly to watch Nino. I know. Funny. I want. He's I, been posting a lot of stuff on like Twitter and YouTube and shit. He's been too. doing Twitter a lot. He almost he want, makes me want to get Vine. Is he still a Vine? He's all-star? still on Vine, but he he moved a lot of his energy to Snapchat because he's ridiculous with all the well, little that, emoticons. And then he started exporting the videos of those to, to put them onto YouTube because I think he has like tens of thousands of subscribers. So what's, and people were stealing he his videos. Oh, people. Well, World Star has now stolen his Snapchats three times and. Wow. Put up there without crediting him so now he's putting them on youtube so that they're out and they're watermarked and it's like here's the channel they're from you know so stop stealing my shit even though he's very flattered it's very you can make a few probably more bucks on this on the youtube side i mean rev share on youtube is terrible it so is. it's you right, know right, unless right. It, if it gets five million views then yeah well but. on the upside for nino too is publishing his stuff on snapchat means he can also Send various pictures to uh, women that he's probably going to fuck that are fans. <laughs> so. It's true, but I don't know why you want all this to be temperate because I hate when those pictures go away so quickly. Yeah. I mean, you want your evidence to stick around, right? I saw something where somebody I have photos sex. of uh, The government can know that. That's fine. <laughs> somebody took photos of a wedding on Snapchat and was like freaking out because they're like, all oh, those pictures I took are gone. Like, I, I read it online. I don't know if it's real, but if it is, That's it's a great very show. funny. Well, it's like, really funny. I, my sister's like, I keep all my photos on Facebook. And I'm like, you realize those are going to go away at some point. Right. You know what Snapchat is perfect for is filming your child's birth because it's gross and you never need to see it again. But you can say you filmed it. Were you you were there for that, right? <laughs> yes. My wife had a C-section. I wasn't gonna. Film. Oh, that's. I I watched a movie when I was twelve at school, which we shouldn't have shown to anybody. I wa- I, I, I saw it. You've I seen watched. it, right? They well, I saw the movie that they showed in school, but I also peeked over the curtain. They said you can look now, and I saw my baby's head sticking out of my wife's stomach. Yeah. It was amazing. I find that stuff fascinating. I find it fascinating, but maybe I just saw it the wrong. Of course, I saw it the wrong age. What am I saying? Yeah, it was, it was like watching someone skin a koala, and you're like well, eleven. You're looking at this from the different angle. If you're going, bad things are happening in the fun place. But it's also it's also less. <laughs> I know it's the fun place. Yeah, I just thought the, it was like cuts purgatory. are smaller now. You know, things are yeah, smaller. That's true. Also, this was a car podcast. That was episode one fifty. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we should probably stop.